Hey guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to this emergency episode of the Thriller Podcast, Mitch Rap Edition. Why are we here today, Mike? This podcast is supposed to be done. But here we are, coming back to the microphones for quite the special occasion. Vince Flynn Day. Uh, we told you that we'd be taking a little bit of a break, <laughs> but we would pop on if something came up. Well, literally the week after we released the last pod for the, for the foreseeable future, something came up, something huge. Something big. But yeah, it's pretty great. Vince Flynn Day. It's, it's, about, it's about time, Mike. It's about time. It is time. Right. And on this episode, this interview, we wanted to get it to you because State Representative Jim Nash has been pushing to get an official proclamation signed by the governor to recognize Vince Flynn Day. David reached out to him a while back from Simon & Schuster, and together they've been working on it. Jim got an official statement from the House of Representatives, but now it is official in Minnesota, signed by the governor, that April 6th, henceforth, will be recognized as Vince Flynn Day, Vince's birthday. And that's just 10 days before yours truly, so... That's that's my Vince connection. We're both April babies. We're all April babies. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, this is and this is not just your, you know, tomorrow's National Tequila Day. This is this is official, signed by the governor, you know? Dude, I love seeing that post and the official document and next uh Wednesday there's going to be a reception at the State House in St. Paul. I talk with Representative Jim Nash, a little bit about that and what the day will look like. He even offered to come back after the fact and talk to us about how it went, who he got to see, and how Vince's wife and a couple of his kids will be there. And this is pretty cool. They invited a few local Mitrap ambassadors. So the fans oh, cool. will be represented. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I'm glad you got to, got to talk to them, talk to him. And this day is a you know a real thing you know just think we could have some big bash once we open our Vince Flynn museum the museum <laughs> at St Paul University St Thomas big, Academy St St Thomas Academy there we go April 6th day you know it's I, I'm I'm seeing these things coming in the future like it's just going to be great that's when we'll have to cut the ribbon on Vince Flynn day at the Vince Flynn Museum at his alma mater yeah no, it's, it's, only, it's only right. It's only right. The original or official proclamation will have to be one of the main exhibits at the museum. Yes. Yes. Well, we hope you enjoy this interview. Chris wasn't able to make it, but I spoke with Representative Nash, had a great time, and dude, he's a big thriller reader. So I said you might have to come back on the podcast, and he offered to chat all things thrillers and maybe even pick a book for our upcoming no Limits Thriller Podcast Book Club, which will be launching later in the year. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, no, that, that'll be fun to like just bring on people we know want to talk books. So there you go. Friends across the Thrillerverse. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the interview. Today, we welcome... A very special guest, and the reason that April 6th will feel a bit different this year in the great state of Minnesota, 
Thanks for joining us, State Representative Jim Nash. Mike, thanks for having me on. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come and and, uh, hang out with you and, and your guests. It's been a long time coming, an uphill battle. You're fighting the good fight for years now <laughs> to honor native son of Minnesota, Vince Flynn. Tell us, how did it feel getting April 6th, officially Vince Flynn Day in Minnesota? Yeah, it, it's it's a relief. And it, I mean, we all know that he died in 2013. And I, I honestly was very surprised when I learned that nothing had been done I came to the legislature in 2015, and of course, a Vince Flynn fan for the longest time, and a, th- a thriller fan in general, and spy novel fan for the longest time. But I, I thought, well, let's see what we can do, and really had no one to work with or coordinate with. And then I became a, a Vince Flynn uh, early reading ambassador, and the the folks. Uh, looked at my Twitter handles like representative. What uh, what does that mean? What do you do, representative? And I I said, well, I'm a Minnesota state representative, and I'm in leadership in my caucus. And they said, so we have a thing that we'd like you to do for us. <laughs> and then that was really championing the the idea of a Vince Flynn Day uh, on his birthday. And I was immediately on board because, of course, I've I've read everything that he's written. And like most, um, back when, before you could pre-order things on online book vendors, I would drive to the local book vendor and very often I would wait for the doors to open and I would, you know, push old ladies and children aside to to go get my copy and just read it cover to cover. And and I think it was, I want to say it was separation of power that I read in one day. Nice. I just sat down. I was like, okay, I, I got nothing to do. I took a day of vacation and I just blew through the whole thing. So I, and it could have been a different one, but that's, that's what a lot of us have done. So I, I thought this is a good thing to do. And in the state of Minnesota, declaring a day is a gubernatorial effort. So I started by first doing a house proclamation so the House of Representatives, where I serve, we have the ability to do House proclamations. And that one's a little bit longer. And I can upload pictures to you so you can share with your listeners of both documents. Great. And it, it was it was very it was very cool to see. So I I currently serve in the minority. My first terms I was in the majority, but I have a good relationship with the majority. And and I asked them, I said, Hey, you know, Vince Flynn, you probably are all familiar with him. And, Native son of, of Minnesota, native St. Paul kid, uh, raised his family here, was a great philanthropist in the area, very plugged into the Minnesota community. I'd like to go about honoring him with a house proclamation that we would then forward on to the governor, and they would then craft a, a an official day of proclamation. And, you know, I, I, I worked on that last year, and, and COVID screwed well, everything up, right. screwed everything up and was able to, uh, through a good relationship I have with the lieutenant governor, uh, we're in different parties. We agree on maybe the color of the sky when you're outside and, and a few other things, but we're, we're pals. So I, I worked through her and she eventually helped get it through the process. And um, last week we were notified that it was going to be official. So there were you know, spiked footballs in the office and high fives and fist bumps and, and all that. 
And then we let some some folks know, we let the family know. And on April 6th of this year, and so next week, in the Minnesota Capitol, there will be a press conference that I deliver the proclamation to the family. And there'll be a, a brief reception afterwards for family, friends, close friends of the family, and, and then some some other Vince Flynn ambassadors like myself or, that live in Minnesota will be will be there joining it. But I got to tell you, it was really a, a little bit about tenacity, making sure that we're we're being uh, persistent, and some might say persistently annoying, but persistent nonetheless to make sure that we got this done. Because quite honestly, we, we've we've honored a bunch of other people with days. You know, when Prince died, he got a, a day, and uh, I think. I think Adele was here for a concert and they declared it Adele day. So I thought, okay, my chances are pretty good. Right. And it, it was really just a matter of making sure that I, I kept on top of the issue. Well, thank you for showing that tenacity, the hard work paid off. It should have been done a lot sooner, but you and, and your efforts are just one example of how government should work and not the type of government that rap and Kennedy, you know, often uh, come up against. So it's good to hear. True. Yeah. It's good to hear there was some um, across the aisle appeal of this. I you you mentioned that a lot of folks you first approached obviously knew Vince. Would you mm -hmm. say, particularly in the St. Paul in the Capital Region, I'm sure he's well known. Would you say a lot of Minnesotans uh, know of him or are aware of the the impact he's had on on honestly literature? Yeah. So I, I often tell people who may not be completely familiar with him. I said, well, did you like Robert Ludlum back in the day? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh yeah. I said, well, he's sort of the modern Robert Ludlum. You know, um, he and, and Brad Thor, uh, but you know, they, they, they write a great book. And it's a book that is not a fluffy piece. It's actually got some thought. It's got a lot of heavy research. So I said, well, it, it's a like, like those stories. And, and then people who do know him, also knew him for his philanthropy after he became successful and a lot of that in Minnesota. And um, so, yeah, a lot of, a lot of my colleagues knew who he is or was, and many of them have read some of the books. And I said, well, you have to read all of them. That is oh, yeah. now required reading. Oh, it's yes. required reading. There will be a test <laughs> later on. Uh, so, Let's add it to the curriculum, the Minnesota state curriculum, yeah. K through 12. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's another challenge. I think, I, yeah. You might have a little uh, more resistance there. Yeah, well, we can open up like maybe the Irene Kennedy School of Diplomacy or something. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I, the people who know, one said, well, I, I, I would have figured this would have been done already, Jim. I, I didn't right. know that. Right. So here we are next week. It's uh, It's the day. Tell us a little bit about what's planned. I mean, when, when you broke the news to me, which was shortly before it got out on the social sphere, uh, the first thing I did, I'll be honest, I checked for flights. I'm here in the Washington, D.C. area. <laughs> I was just hoping and praying I would have seen something yeah. that, that worked with my schedule. I was at the right cost, and it's not in the card. So since I yeah. and, and many of our listeners can't be present for this occasion, tell us a little bit of what's planned, what's expected, who will be speaking, and and, you know, sure. just the kinds of th conversations you think you'll have with people who knew Vince. So oftentimes the governor is present. Uh, he told us that he was not able to make it. So I have 
issued an invitation to both the governor and the lieutenant governor on the outside chance that their schedules free up and they could stop by. But we will be hosting, uh, I think it is 11.30 on the 6th in Central Time in the Capitol in one of our press conference rooms. We will be presenting the, the Vince Flynn Day proclamation and then the House proclamation. So I'll be leading some of that. Uh, his, his wife, Lisa, is going to be there. His children will be there. Many close friends will be there. Uh, I've been told that uh, I think 75 to 80 people will be in attendance. Mm. So after we do that, uh, and I've invited a lot of the press and many of the, the local press had a relationship with Vince themselves. So they're certainly interested in covering it. Uh, the local PBS reporter at the Capitol they have shared friends and knew each other. So she'll be covering this. So it, it'll get some good coverage. But after that, we will uh, hand off the proclamations to the family. And obviously there'll be pictures. And uh, I would expect Lisa to speak, his wife. I think that a couple of his kids will want to speak. And then some, some friends and family for, uh, will, will be there as well. We'll then go up to another room, one level up in the Capitol, and we'll have a, a brief reception where people will just chit chat and uh, some will get to catch up with each other because I, I would imagine that some of these folks haven't seen each other for a while. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a nice, nice uh, reception and that will be it. It's fantastic. I'm sure bringing people together from his family to people who knew him is just exactly something that Vince would want and definitely deserves uh, officially at the state house. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a great day. I hope you enjoy every minute. I think it's going to be great. I, I think the, just the contributions that, that he made to uh, not only books, but I mean, television as well. Right. So uh, how many yes. people know that he was a, a storyline consultant for, for uh, 24. 24. Yep. Yeah. So uh, maybe I should invite Kiefer. No, I don't know. Hey. Anyway. Um, <laughs> We'd like to get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, when you have a mind like that, that just thinks in these gripping stories, yep. uh, it's something special. And and I all kudos to Kyle Mills. He He's really he learned Vince's voice quickly, I'd say. Oh, yeah. But I mean, there's it's just there's only one Vince Flynn. And, and to understand that. Uh, I mean, what a horrible way to have that life snuffed out, but what a, a body of work that he created prior to that. And as, as somebody, as I'd said earlier, is a, literally a, a thriller spy novel junkie. Mm -hmm. You know, from the time I was a kid, I, I actually did a, an exchange program for the university in Berlin. So, I mean, I'm steeped in spy and espionage stuff that it's just, it's what I love to read. But it's such a, a great escape from what we see around us, but it's also so tightly wound to what's actually going on that sometimes it just blows your mind. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think, so I, I think of, of, uh, of that. And I think that it's just going to be a really enjoyable day where other people come and talk about those things and talk about, you know, how he changed storytelling in that genre. Yes. And I think that, that many of his contemporaries, you know, like a Thor would say, yeah, what a, what a horrible loss this has been and how they've benefited from 
I wouldn't say competing against each other, but, you know, working at the same time. And, and you, you know, you think back to the sixties and seventies, there was the Jean Le Carré and Robert, uh, Robert Ludlum working at the same time. I, I would imagine they made each other better. Same thing here, but you know, the celebration that we're having is, is really just focused on Vince on Minnesota and, you know, the, the fans around the world get to benefit from it because, you know, we all loved him and loved his work. So it's perfectly put. And I got to say your analysis, your, or your insight into how Vince, you know, stacks up or change the game in, in the thriller verse is unparalleled. He really brought it into a modern era and took some of the Titans of, you mentioned Ludlum, like or even a Clancy and kind of propelled it forward mm-hmm. and, and, and asked, what is that going to look like in a post nine 11 world? And he had a few mm-hmm. books, you know, that came, or term limits came out right before that period. So he was right. able to set the tone for what is the new threat that America is dealing with? Who are who is an, a, a hero that we need and who is a modern enemy? And the way mm-hmm. he could understand that and even link up with the right people to get to know it and get it right. I mean, we yeah. we have 100 plus hours of this podcast over 100 episodes where we tried to address the question, what did Vince do for the thriller genre? And in the beginning, we were like, okay, these might end up not requiring or benefiting from that level of analysis. You know, are thrillers just these beach reads, you know, basically romance novels for a male? Yeah, you know, I, I don't subscribe to that. Not at all. If you think about, let's go to Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, he was like, uh, the Michener of spy novels, right? So you have these long, heavy research, you know, granular details. Like, you know, you read a, a Clancy book and you you can just see what colors are the switches on the panel of a submarine. Yep. Vince didn't, I think, need that because he wrote it in such a way that there were sprinkles of that level of detail but it was so wrapped in what was going on right then and there that people just had that, that knowledge of, Oh yeah, Holy crap. I didn't think that, you know, what's going on over in Iran or Iraq or wherever, but there's that, there's that alignability that he would tap into with what was going on in the world. And then he, he wrote the story and then, you know, we, we all have been thinking, well, Dan, we could use a Mitch rap about now yep. and suddenly there's Mitch yep. and Mitch goes and does what we would hope that our country has. And I know that we do maybe not just in one guy. Cause uh, you know, Mitch could use a couple, couple backups here and there, but, but yeah, he, he did a great job in creating that story. And, and again, kudos to, to Kyle, you know, if you read total power, right. you think, Oh my. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I work in cybersecurity, so I, I've been telling people these things for years. Uh, that if you if you take a couple things out here and there, we are in the tall weeds. Oh yeah, but but that's I mean Vince put that in motion, and you know you you listen to the stories, and, and if you're like me, you'll go back and uh, you know you binge watch all of Netflix or you and you read all of the current books. You're like, well, I'm going to go back and read a, one of the old time books. Yep. So you go and you pick it up. It still stands up. And that's not always like some of the early guys, you know, as much as I love Ludlum and as much as I love La Carre, 
some of their stuff was predicated on exact points in time and they wrote it very granularly to, uh, you know, so I, I, in Berlin, I, I would travel through uh, Checkpoint Charlie or at Friedrichstrasse. Well, if you read that today and you have no idea what that means, right. you're effectively watching a history book with a spy. But with with Vince's books, you can you can see it, you can smell it, you can remember that you saw something like that on the news last week. That's I think what makes these a little more timeless. And I, I mean that's my analysis. I don't know if, if you and your your listeners would agree no, absolutely. With, with that. Absolutely. I and what you were saying earlier with the accessibility and taking something like a Clancy novel, particularly my generation, a bit younger, I, I like reading, but I, I feel a Clancy novel is a little daunting. You know, I feel like it's a it's oh, a, for an older you group. You have to pack a lunch. You have to right. pack a lunch. Right. Right. I'm 52 and I, I read all of those books. Again, one of them I, I read uh, in in one day so i started at like eight in the morning and went through the next day and and finished it i read fast but but i'm like okay i'm gonna muscle through this i gotta tell you i i probably missed out on a lot of subplots just because i'm powering through it right but with a a a book from vince you're like oh my gosh holy crap there's there's no you can't and then you know you sprinkle in the other other characters and you can totally see those other characters right um out there in the world. Yep. So we need the Scott Coleman's, the Marcus Dumans, as much as we need the raps and even Kennedy. Well, we need the people with the yeah. bureaucratic know-how, not willing to, you know, sink to the, the BS that goes on, but really call the shots and do what's right sitting in the chair and then have the people who will follow that out in the field. Yeah. And, you know, and like with Marcus, you know, you've got, you've got this guy that, He's brilliant at what he does, and he's a cyber nerd, but he completely fills out the team in a way that uh, was missing before. So, yep. And then Vince, of course, it just he could tell a story of how Marcus got brought in, bragging about it, you know, out one night drinking or something, getting caught, and the CIA saying, "Hey, well, we could actually use him, so let's uh, let's cut a deal for him." And now he's one of us. I, I just love it. Yeah. Well, and you know, then you think. How many Stan Hurleys are there out there in the world? Right. You know, you think, okay, here's a here's a grizzled, crotchety guy that you know has probably left a a wake of bodies across the world, and he's looking at this new guy like, okay, you you have a lot to learn. But yep. so yeah, fantastic stuff. Even on the geopolitical side of things, because bringing up Stan Hurley made me think of American Assassin, the classic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had brought in onto the podcast, we try to bring in special guests who would have been connected to the real world. We brought on Fred Burton, a DSS uh, agent, career DSS agent, really changed the game in terms of uh, the hunt for justice. And he started the Rewards for Justice program, which would catch a ton, a ton of uh, most wanted people, including Ramzi Youssef. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he hadn't read a Mitrap book and he heard about what we were doing and we said we want to get your analysis on Beirut because a lot of the story and you know where Mitch gets captured and, and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, takes place in Beirut. And he read it and as his first Vince novel, he was captivated. His whole career was in this business and he goes, every detail 
is spot on. The different mm-hmm. groups that Vince put the characters, you know, working for or representing in Middle Eastern politics of the 80s, late 80s. He's like, that's exactly what the, the landscape was like. And then some of the buildings he described, you know, having a lot. And he wrote the book on Beirut. Quite literally, Fred wrote <laughs> the book on Beirut. And he said, every building, every corner, Vince got the essence of what it was like. So it wasn't even his forte to write a period piece like American Assassin. Yeah, right. he, he got that right. And that was only a one-off because most of his other books were taking place in present day. So his Vince's skill set is just phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I would say probably unlikely to, to see it again. Right. As I've said, all all kudos to Kyle. Um, I don't know that he, he gets it quite as granular without making it uh, Clancy-esque. Love it, love the books, and, and yeah. I still devour them because, you know, we've all come to love Mitch and we want to know what happens next. Right. But yeah, Vince, Vince was a unique talent. Yeah. We on the podcast came up with Flinnianisms. So we had a lot of things that were Flinnian and we definitely found traces of Kyleisms and, you know, just slightly different styles. But I got to say, and I wanted to ask you, someone who loved the books and who, who respected Vince and, and is, is now working for Minnesota. How did you feel in 2013? Because the survivor, Kyle just did his work and due diligence to respect Vince's mm-hmm. craft. He eventually put his own stamp on the series. But I just remember in 2014, picking up that book after so much heartache, so much loss, you know, wondering what's going to happen to my favorite series, my favorite character. And I picked up the survivor and said, oh, we're in good hands. Sure, it's different. Sure, it's going to be different, but we're in good hands. Yeah. No, I felt exactly the same. I thought, okay, was some of this pre-written? Was, right. You know, because I, I thought uh, this can't be can't be that close. Right. But it. Yeah. He he does really really well. Yep. Looking forward to Oath of Loyalty. And another thing that kept Vince's spirit alive is the Ambassador Program, which I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that you and on social media have been supporting and. I know you've worked with David yep. for Vince Flynn Day. Just what a great online presence with a community of folks. I mean, there's tons of veterans, public servants, just all walks of life. People are reading the books, talking about them more than ever, I would say. And and have you seen or because I know you interact online all the time. How do you feel about seeing this community just busting at the seams of Vince Flynn? I, I'm a little overwhelmed. So my my Twitter DM box is. <laughs> pretty full sorry about that uh, no no it's, it, i love it uh, but i i think that it, it's just a really cool testament to that vision so i i'll share this fun story have a kid our our number two kid we have six uh he's active duty navy and while he was deployed i would send him uh, the books after i was done oh, reading great. them usually tw- usually twice and uh, you know, he would, he would read them and then he would share them around. So, you know, you, you get these guys who by and large would be, um, you know, s- loosely affiliated with some of the stuff that's going on. Like, you know, Mitch had to be delivered somewhere. So mm-hmm. someone's going to fly him somewhere. Or they're going to put him on a sub somewhere. And, you know, the, the, the Navy guy and, and uh, David uh, is a, an FMF corpsman. So he hangs out with Marines as well. They're all, they all love this. So that that ambassador program is is fun. If you followed me on Twitter, you know that I, I typically 
you know, we get these in the summertime, right? So yep. I go outside and I'll, I'll bring a cigar and perhaps a glass of brown liquor and uh, I'll, I'll sit there and luxuriate and read. And uh, it's, it's a great time. And it's a time where you can just sort of slow down and appreciate a good story with amazing uh, parallels to the world that we live in. And you think, okay, like you said, we are, we are in good hands with Kyle. Uh, he's, he's carrying on that DNA of, of Vince and uh, the stories stand up. They, they, they do a really good job. That's great to hear. And thank you to your, your son, your second of six. Wow. For serving. That's awesome to hear. I'm glad that the books do get passed around because another initiative we wanted to do with the podcast, we have some patrons and they've been supporting us financially, helping us get the, the podcast off the ground. And within the first, I want to say, six months or so of the podcast, the, uh, we were able to raise, with the help of our patrons, $500 to go back towards the Prostate Cancer Foundation in, in honor of this. Oh, nice. And we, yeah, we got to tag a person it was in, in memory of. And then ever since then, the patrons and all their support has helped us donate 600 thrillers. We're getting close to the 700 mark mm. through Operation Paperback nice. to de currently deployed. Uh, folks, but also veterans' homes. So I'm glad to hear these thrillers do get put to good use and passed around. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've been on enough podcasts to know maybe you should tell me who some of your patrons are and your supporters are, so we can get their name out there right now. Yeah, yeah, they're really doing good work with uh with the show, and we're we're so happy to have them. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think anybody I know personally is going to make it to Vince Flynn Day, or else I say you can uh, you can meet some folks. But you said you'll have some local ambassadors who are going to make it. Yeah. So I when I was talking. Uh, to David, I said, you know, the capital is a big place. It can fit a lot of people. So let's invite some local ambassadors. And I, I know a couple of the other local ambassadors that uh, have reached out to me after they saw the efforts that we've been trying. And uh, one of one of the people that I do know really well is you know, he works at the capital as well. And he followed me on social media. And I, I posted one of my my preview copies. He's like, no way, you're you're one of them too. And then when we see each other at Capitol, we we both kind of geek out about what's going on with the stories. So yeah, it, it's, it's great. And I, I am looking forward to next week. I think that it's going to be a great day. And I, I think that this is going to be a, a very nice thing to deliver, not just to the, to the fan base, but to the family right. who can say somebody finally went to the effort to make sure that our loved one who was a, a solid philanthropist and somebody who was part of his community. You know, when, when you, when you write your first book, um, I would imagine you're like, Oh gosh, I hope this sells. Right. But by the time you've, you've, you know, written multiple books and you've, you've been successful, you could live anywhere, yeah. right? You could, you could live on a beach, you could live in the mountains that, you know, they chose to stay here. He stayed home. And yeah. as, as you may know, Minnesota, from a weather perspective, is not always that hospitable. Uh, we we have, you know, six seven months of winter, and there are days you question why you're here when you walk outside and it's thirty below. But you know, a guy who's got a successful writing career could could literally live anywhere. Was very intentional, invested in Minnesota, so it's it's only proper that Minnesota gives back to him in a small way. Yeah. And it's so inspiring hearing how Vince got started since you mentioned, you know, his roots, just selling copies of self-publishing, right? Cloak and Dagger Press and self-publishing. And I've heard selling out of his trunk on the streets of St. Paul and 
going back to St. Thomas Academy and, and really pushing the book. And I, I yeah. love the Mitrap Lives uh, gear that, that uh, St. Thomas is selling. I got my Mitrap Lives glass. I know a lot of people have T-shirts. So it really mm-hmm. like why would how would you how could you leave a community that's seems so tight and so connected and yeah. that's really a testament to the the type of people uh, up in your neck of the woods that Vince did want to stick around. Yeah, it, it's going to be great, and I, I know that there are some uh, people that he went to St. Thomas with. So oh, one of the local news anchors, a guy named Frank Vassalero, is a close friend of theirs. Uh, I, I believe, if I'm correct, that Frank introduced uh his wife to to vince so i believe that's the story so he'll be there as well so kind of a nice full circle of people who knew him when he was struggling and right you know selling out of a trunk like a drug dealer um (laughs) you know and and now you think about it in in a way the good book is a little bit like a drug you're like oh i need i need a vince flynn fix get me the next copy oh yeah i I need i need a story right now Oh yeah. I, I start peppering the guys, um, in the program. Like, okay, so, um, I'm planning some vacation. When, yep. when am I going to see my book? Yep. Yep. That also is a genius of the Mitrap ambassador program. I, Cause before this podcast, I, I didn't know about it. I wasn't on social media just in general in my life. And when I saw all these people so enthusiastic talking about thrillers, it was that drug. It was, well, it was a community, but it was also that this is a place I could talk about these books and have like-minded people to share thoughts with who definitely have their own opinions. The thriller verse is not a, you know, it's not a mainstream or one way approach to it. All different people with different perspectives come to it, but they all have civilized conversations, debates, whether it's characters, plots, storylines, even philosophy, because some of Vince and you mentioned Brad Thor, some of their books can be a little, a little political in some senses. But the readership just comes at it from a true patriot's perspective, a true America can fight for good. America does and should continue fighting for good. And it's just bringing a lot of people together around that theme. And and Vince, to be the yeah. poster child of that, is perfect person. I, I would say in many ways, and this may sound a little saccharine or sugary to some of your viewers, but that's why a lot of us that serve in office – uh, we view that America is a a bright and shining star, and we should be telling it. But you know, there is a uh, a less seemly end of things, like a like a Mitch Trap go and do uh, the tough stuff that our our country needs, because it's it's not always in a, a a chamber where it's filled with diplomats. Sometimes sometimes you need uh, rough men to go out and uh, do what we got to do. And I, I think that this this character that he created, you know, we see, you know, some of the, so many of the other things that you see in movies of, of hero protagonists, you know, they just, uh, you know, they're always they're always doing great. They're not mentally challenged. They're not they don't have personal life issues. But I think that that's something that Vince allowed Mitch to have is that yes. that grind of oh, okay. How much longer can I do this? What? How do I? How do I live with what I just did? And it all comes back to that that filter of my country needs people like me to go out and be the pointy end of the stick. Yep. So it's just a just a an amazing thing to think about that um, you know. And I would imagine that that's where a lot of your listeners and all the readers are. Is they they sometimes 
where do I fit in this continuum of people in a, in this book? You know, am I, right. uh, am I part of the process like myself um, or am I, am I just a casual observer? And then I think it, it sort of makes us ask the difficult question of as, as everyday Americans, who do I want making decisions for me based on how I view this character in this book, knowing that there is that need in the world for a person right. like Mitch. Yeah. And we were shocked. Transfer of Power, the first book featuring Mitch Rapp, he's talking about getting out and it's already grinding on him. Mm -hmm. And just to watch that arc and how he grappled with that at different stages of his life, I think, again, a lot of people can identify with. But then also Vince is shifting the narrative from some of these heroes and thrillers are, or particularly movies, above reproach. They're just the best of what they do. Nothing can harm them. None, nothing mentally you know, throws them off. Yet we see the ups mm -hmm. and downs with Vince. I mean, he loses two partners. Right. One his spouse, one his high school sweetheart. He possibly possibly might have some rocky situation coming in oath of loyalty with his current partner we know kyle's mm -hmm. gonna um if you read the description not to spoil anything but there is a hit on her head and, and some people out for blood and so mitch's whole life is dealing with the personal and then also the country and he has that on his shoulders yeah. and he's a true human and i think vince captured the human spirit in his writing and maybe it has something to do with his faith background as well just the way he took Mitch through spiritual crises, personal crises, mm -hmm. obviously physical crises. Just look at his body and the scars. But he really just captured humanity in, in Mitch and, and what America is. And I, I think that that's what makes the books so good and the characters so good is because, you know, certainly the, I don't know, let's use a movie uh, hero. Um, you know, you look at some of the, the diehard movies. Well, come on. John McClane right. is not is he's not beyond having an emotional breakdown. Right. And, and that's just not a realistic character. But you look at a Mitch Rapp and you think, OK, here's a guy who has, as you said, lost a, a partner and a girlfriend. And, you know, you go through this difficult life. And the American dream is, you know, home and family and a dog and a picket fence and all those things. And some people don't get to have that because your job and, and what it requires of you um, is different. And I, I think, you know, one of my one of my favorite movies is The Untouchables. Uh, I would imagine you've seen that. Right. And, and you, you know, the Sean Connery character asks of Elliot Ness, what are you prepared to do? How far will you go? Yeah, and and that is, I think, the Mitch Rapp question that that you know never gets written in that exact way, but is what are you prepared to do to make sure that this American experiment that we have continues? Right. That's just fantastic, and I want to appreciate your time, and don't want to go too long, but I would be amiss if I didn't ask you. I'm curious about your service, giving back to the great state of Minnesota. How yeah. did you get involved in government? You know, a lot of the people rap battles are the politicians on the Hill sure. not steering this country the right way. When did you know that this was your calling? This was your path? Well, this is going to sound funny, but I, I knew in maybe 
ninth grade. This was something that oh. I definitively wanted to do. So okay. I, I grew up and lived in Minnesota as a kid, moved to Colorado. And my third grade teacher's husband was a member of the Colorado legislature. And so by then I was fifth or sixth grade and she tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Hey, we need someone to, to pass out literature in this area. And, uh, you know, we know you, you play football with our son. We'd like you to come and help us out. So I said, well, let me make sure that this is what I want to do. And since this is not a political podcast, uh, I'll just say that, you know, I aligned with their philosophy quite, quite well after I studied the different philosophies. I looked at uh, Democrats and I looked at libertarians and Republicans and I made my choice. But through them, I got to be exposed to a lot of really cool other people running for office, one of whom was, uh, for those that watched the movie Apollo 13, was Jack Swigert. Mm. Uh, so there, he, he was the replacement pilot yes. on the mission. Well, he went on to run for Congress in Colorado and died of cancer before he could even be sworn in. But because I was working on the Schaefer campaign, I got to meet him and I thought, wow, you know, here are people from uh, different walks of life and uh, they're, they're putting some of their lives on hold to go and serve in this place. And, you know, through that, I, I then got to, to meet President Reagan on a campaign stop and, and then I was just in awe. But if you remember, I, I said that I, I studied overseas in Germany and I was in West Berlin, which is no longer a thing, thank God, but at the time it was a thing. And I, I saw every day through the wall what bad people can do from a, an actual physical sense based on a political ideology. Right. And it was kind of then and then on in college that I realized that this is who God made me and I, I have a certain set of skills and I'm, I'm going to use them because uh, the, uh, this American experiment that we have cannot get complacent it cannot be left to somebody else you know because that's that's often what we hear right is oh well, someone someone will take care of that right well that 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 somebody has a face so um i i am honored to be i'm in my fourth term prior to serving in the minnesota house i was the mayor of the city that i live in and i i just think that god calls us to each do different things. You know, I've, I've got a career in cybersecurity and Minnesota is a citizen legislature, but uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a great thing to do. And I, I feel like we make honestly a difference in people's lives by understanding that government is there to be uh, a helper and a facilitator. Uh, and again, trying to not make this overly political, but also to not be uh, you know, your, your nanny or your day-to-day caregiver. Right. Well, thanks for fighting the good fight. You know, we need somebody to stand up to the Hank Clarks and the Barbara Lonsdales and Senator Ferris's mm. of the world and of America. So doing that in small ways in the communities where you can make a difference uh, means so much. So, yeah. well, thank you, Jim. And best of luck with April 6th. It means so much to tons of readers out there that Vince Flynn Day is official. It will be recognized, and Vince's home state of Minnesota is going to celebrate one of its most famous citizens, and that's thanks to your effort. So thank you so much, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it, and uh, 
you know, we can maybe come back on afterwards and, and talk about the day. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be a really good day where we honor him and, you know, each, each person who has helped these become so successful uh, gets to take part in it, even if they can't be there in the Capitol with us. Love to hear that. We'd love to have you back. So as soon as the day's over, as soon as things settle down, uh, just reach out to me. We could be really flexible. We, we'd love to have you back and hear how that went. Yeah, perfect. I look forward to it. Also, I meant to say, as a thank you, we want to get you a Mitrap Pod No Limits t-shirt and send you oh, a couple nice. of our podcast stickers. So I'll definitely reach out to you about the details. Love that. I will wear that. You uh, you, you will have a fan in me. I, I love wearing that stuff. Love it. All right. Great. Thanks so much. You bet. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed that interview that Mike had. Just to let you know, we will be dropping our the first couple episodes of Season 2 in this feed. But if you want to continue to stay subscribed to all of that for Season 2, recommend you go resubscribe to the Season 2 feed. No Limits, Scott Hareveth Podcast, Season 2. We're dropping next week, right, Mike? Lions Part of one, Lucerne. Lions of yep. Lucerne. So read up on that. We need to thank our patrons, including our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us at mitrappod.com or at thrillerpod.com or on Twitter and Instagram at mitrappod. And as always, keep keep the faith. faith. Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Gorilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.